the phone this morning. We are talking with probably the toughest person in the world who will ever be referred to as Cupcake, uh, Misha Tate. How is it going, Misha? It's going just fine. How's it going for you? Uh, I'm doing pretty well myself. All right, coming up Saturday night, UFC Fight Night, Dillashaw versus Barrio 2. That's going to be on Fox, prelims at 5, main card at 7. You are fighting Jessica I in the semi-main event. What kind of fight should we be looking forward to? Well, I think it's going to be a, a dog fight, honestly. Uh, I think she wants to be clean and pretty and precise, and I'm going to put heat on her. I'm going to put a lot of pressure on her. And uh, I think she's not going to know what to do with that. I don't think she's ever fought anyone like me. I don't think she's ever fought anyone. I know she's never fought anyone with my style at all. So I want to make it ugly, and I want to let the I want to let the fire for fireworks go. You know, I think it's going to be an amazing fight. We're both fighting to solidify ourselves as a number one contender, and a possibility to fight for the title after this fight. So I know we're both going to bring it. And we're both hungry, and it's going to be good. You bring up uh, the title, of course, Ronda Rousey fighting next weekend. Do you think uh, the third time could be the charm should you get handed that fight? I do think the third time's the charm for me, and I think if anyone's going to be Ronda, it'll be my myself, you know. So um, the fact that I'm the only one to take her out of round one, I'm the only one to escape, escape you know, her arm bars a number of times, um, you know, it proves that I have something that, so far, no one else has proven to have. Now, how do you go about focusing on your fight this weekend, you know, with something like that possibly looming in the future? Well, you know, other than when, you know, when I get asked about it, I just don't think about it. I, I'm completely focused on Jessica and the task at hand, and right now, it's all about her. You know, I cannot afford to take my focus off and even begin thinking about, you know, who I'm fighting next. That doesn't matter, you know, because... That could all change in an instant, you know, if if I make one misstep in this fight, you know, I, it could be Jessica's fight we're talking about. So I have a very worthy opponent at hand for Saturday, and I can't afford to overlook her. Taking it to Saturday night, um, along with your own fight, you're going to be in the corner for uh, your training partner, Brian Carraway, earlier in the card. Uh, how does that kind of change your approach to the event? Um I mean, it doesn't really change much for me. There's going to be about two, three-hour break in between him fighting and when I fight. So I'm just going to go out there. I'm going to corner him. He's going to win his fight. We're going to come back. We're going to chill out for a little bit. I'm going to warm up, and then I'll go out there, and he'll corner me, and I'll win my fight, and we'll celebrate a dual victory. Well, you know, as long as you've got a plan for the night, that, that should be just fine. What is the best fight on the card Saturday night besides your own? Oh, man. There's a lot of good ones, you know. Um, obviously, I think the main event's going to be great, but you know, I got to I got to give a shout out and a lot of love to to my boyfriend, my training partner, and my coach. You know, Brian Carroll. He's been there since since uh, I've known him since I was 19. You know, so he was there my very first day of MMA practice, and he's really an amazing fighter. So don't miss this fight. It's going to be the first one on Fox Sports One, and I think it's going to be an awesome awesome fight on the preliminary card. Now, uh, how did you get involved in the UFC? I mean, you were a state champion wrestler beforehand, but I was kind of wondering, uh, how did uh, you wind up getting involved in wrestling to begin with? I started wrestling out of default, actually. I thought wrestling was strange when I, before I started doing it. I was 15 years old, and I, I just entered high school, and um, I was looking for something to do, and I didn't want to play basketball because I'm literally the world's worst basketball player ever. And uh, so out of default, the only other sport that was even an option was wrestling. And 
I was, uh, it was me and a girlfriend. So the two of us went out for the guys wrestling team and I loved it. And I was addicted and looked forward to it every year. Well, I was going to say, once you get past uh, the amateur wrestling level, I suppose the UFC is kind of the next natural step for most folks. Yeah. You know, I, the wrestling was amazing for me. I loved it. Um, I got to wrestle. I actually broke my ankle my junior year, and I didn't get to do the first ever women's state championship that, that they had in Washington State. So I came back the next year, and I won it. And then um, having the wrestling background was like, it's proved very helpful for me in my fighting career, and I'm so glad that I did it, and I'll always have a huge love and appreciation for wrestling. What do you think of the current women's state of uh, MMA? UFC, of course, with the two divisions. I mean, it's things are going pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really remarkable. Let me talk about where we were just a little over two years ago, you know, where women's mixed martial arts was and how quickly it, it has evolved and how quickly it's... Um, gotten the acceptance, you know, because even Dana White himself, you know, before before they brought women's mixed martial arts into the picture for the UFC, was was entirely against it, you know. People would ask, when, would you, when, when will women be fighting for the UFC? I said, never. It's never going to happen, you know. We don't want it. We don't need it. You know, it's, it's not good for the sport. And, and now it's, I mean, he has more than eaten his words, you know. I mean, he's taken them back ten times over, and, you know, he's a huge supporter of our fan and of our sport and what we do inside the Octagon. So um, he loves it, and I think a lot of the fans have also adapted that new and improved mentality. Well, that's good. You know, openness of mind is always a good thing. Now, you bring up Dana White, which, of course, uh, we have to kind of move to the controversial portion of the interview. Uh, the most recent news coming out of the UFC has been the uh, Reebok and uh, the uniform deal. And uh, you got any thoughts on that? Well, you know, I think I see the big picture and that they're trying to make our sport look more like a sport, you know, like you see in the NFL and you see um, – basketball and you see all these major league sports and they look i mean you, you can you can clearly identify who's on you know who's on what who's with what organization you know and i think the fact that they brought reebok in from a marketing standpoint is smart you know so it's it's good you know it's it's definitely an adjustment period this is the first time that i'll be fighting in the reebok gear but the thing that's awesome about it is that they really took a lot of time to take the fighter feed uh fighter feedback in and and make the uniforms comfortable to fight in. That was my biggest concern. Was like, oh my gosh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like this, or I'm gonna be forced to fight in something that's uncomfortable. And that's not the case. And uh, I'm happy about that. You know, that's that's that was my biggest biggest concern was that I'm gonna have to fight in something that I'm not comfortable in. But um, it's not the case, so I'm happy about that. Well, and of course, I mean, the downside, um, everybody is kind of losing a little bit of income as far as uh, sponsorships and whatnot, but. Uh, is that a big deal or no deal or no you know that part does sting a little bit because um you know i am losing money as far as the sponsorship goes and it's just not something that you know i had anticipated especially so quickly so you know it takes some adjustment but you know i have an awesome awesome management team i'm actually managed by kevin harvick uh the nascar driver and champion love last year so his team is amazing and a lot of the sponsors that i had before are going to go ahead and stick with me anyway so we're just going to get creative you know where it just really the reebok deal just forces an evolution in the sport 
So, I mean, if you had good sponsors, you know, they're going to find a way to stay with you. And if they're not going to stay with you, then they were, you know, they're fair with their sponsors anyway. So, it, I mean, is that really worth having? You know, I prefer to have a great relationship with my sponsors and something where when something like this happens, they're not just like, well, see you later, peace. You know, they're like, hey, well, let's make this work. What else can we do? What, how can we promote it better on social media? Can we get you out here for an appearance? Can we do something else to, you know, to still continue and be able to sponsor you? So, for me, it's not such a bad deal. Um, I'm getting, you know, to keep my sponsors. They're just not allowed to be represented inside the Octagon. But there's other ways of marketing. It's not the only way. Hey, more TV commercials is never a bad thing. All right. now Exactly. So, you know, if anything, it might even push me out, you know, push me to do more things and, and further my brand and, you know, and, and do more with my sponsors outside the Octagon, which can never hurt. All right. Now, before we go, I have to ask this, because according to your bio, the nickname Cupcake came from people thinking you were an easy fight in the past, but also because you have um, a love of baking. Uh, how hard does that make it to uh, stay at 135? It's not that hard for me, honestly. I mean, I'm not entirely food-driven, but, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's easy for me to, to cut the... To, well, I wouldn't say easy, but it's not hard for me to, to cut out the, the cupcakes when it's necessary because what means the most to me is winning my fights, and part of that is making weight, but I'm not like a, a very large 135-er, so I stay pretty close to my fight weight. So even during camp, like at the beginning, you know, I can afford to have a little bit of cheat meals and things like that. Um, I just don't bake. I don't bake like the last month for, for training, I, I just don't do it. I'm not going to have it there and in front of my face and, you know, sitting around my house. So I just stop. Gotcha. So after the weigh-in on Friday, donut run? <laughs> no, after the weigh-in, I, unfortunately, I still have to eat clean because I've been eating so clean for the past two weeks that I, it would be doing myself a disservice <laughs> to go out and eat a bunch of junk food because I'd probably get sick and I still have to fight the next day. So got to make it one more day past the weigh-ins, and then after Saturday, I will probably have at least a dozen cupcakes waiting for me to get back and eat after I win. Well, we look forward to seeing that in the post-fight press conference. Just bring the box out with you, all right? (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Saturday night, UFC fight night, Dillashaw versus Barrio. Misha Tate, thank you for taking the time, and good luck against Jessica I. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.